Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. And for me, I think very early on, I realized, do I like watching people who are perfect, who say things that are so um, scripted Mm. and learnt? Yes. Or do they bore me? They bore me. Yes. You want to see real people that are having issues and be real and be honest. Or make mistakes or cough or sneeze or or cry or get shy and get through it. I, I want to watch a human experience. Welcome to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Universal Grace is a dose of personal development and spiritual truth to help you become the best and greatest version of yourself. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this raw and unfiltered transformational podcast. I know that we're all capable of becoming the very best version of ourselves. We just need to remember who we are and believe that we are worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. I am here to awaken you to your infinite potential and inspire you to unlock your inner greatness, and live your best life. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. This is part two of Transforming Your Fear into Confidence with Rania Curdy. Rania is a bicultural, bilingual actress and comedian who was raised in Jordan and moved to England in 2013, where she trained as a transformational life coach who now supports others with confidence in life and on camera. Rania has had a diverse career in the Middle East, spanning almost 20 years in TV, film, voiceovers, theater, and has even topped the Arab pop music charts. She reached pan-Arab success as co-host of Arab Pop Idol in Lebanon before moving to Egypt to play the female lead in the romantic comedy Seventh Sense and released her second music album, Tell Me Why. Rania was executive producer and writer of her own comedy sketch show, The Rania Show, which aired for two seasons on Jordan TV and was subsequently hailed the Arab Tracy Ullman by Stanford University, where her sketches and Arab characters were used as teaching material. Rania is active as an ambassador to the Children of War Foundation, helping children receive life-saving operations and medical help. Last week, Rania encouraged us to stop questioning ourselves and encourage ourselves to take risks and to take a step towards things that we haven't dared to do before. Today, Rania will continue to encourage us to not only take risks, but to be authentic because true and lasting inner confidence can only come from being authentic and not trying to be anyone other than who we are. Let's jump right in. Even then, you know, if I, with my clients, I push them 
holding their hand to just go onto Facebook Live and actually mm. experience it. Because it's one thing to hear about it, to, to read about it, to talk about the experience, but it's very different when they press that button and I'm there with them and it happens and they realize it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, and they kind of get excited about it could get better next time. And now I know what to do and what to press. And it just takes all that, you know, anxiety. Yes. anxiety yeah yes yes so I think just kind of lunging into something there's a little bit of prep and a little bit of like getting that was my up, next know. question how do you prepare yourself to just lunge into something because I'm not there yet I like I'm a thinker yeah <laughs> I like to think things through and not much of a planner but if it's something that I'm going to be putting myself on the line like a Facebook live I want to make sure that you know I am that what I'm going to be talking about, I am versed on it and make sure that, you know, my makeup is okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my lighting is good. Like, do you think those things are important though? I think they're important because they give you confidence. The minute you feel that you look good, which is why they've created filters, because they know that that is going to get everybody online. And that's, you know, what all these platforms want. They want everybody online. So they give them filters. Yes. Um, because when you like looking at yourself in the mirror or the way that you're dressed or whatever, suddenly you're going to strut with much more confidence. You're going to want to be seen. You're going to want to be heard if you feel yes. that you look good. So it makes a lot of difference when I teach them what's the best light, um, what's the best kind of um, framing uh, you know, things like that where they're not worried about, oh, I don't like the way my chin looks. Oh, my eye level is weird. Or, uh, you know, I've got shadow on my face, so you can't see my eyes. Or those sort of things. If we get them out of the way and then we've got clear audio, those are things you don't have to think about anymore. Then it's about personality and just being authentic. And for me, I think very early on, I realized, do I like watching people who are perfect, who say things that are so... Um, scripted mm. and learnt, yeah. Or do they bore me? They bore me. Yes, you want to see real people, yeah, that are having issues and be real and be honest, or make mistakes, yes. or yes. cough, or sneeze, or or cry, yes. or get shy and get through it. I I want to watch a human experience. I don't want to watch, you know, some a robot experience. Yeah, like some programmed <laughs> copy paste. I know what they're saying to me. They've said to a million people before. I want to feel that what's happened in that moment was special in that moment. And only I witnessed it and we had a connection. Yes. So because I know I feel that way, I feel confident in being that person in front of others. So I'm the person that goes on TV and makes mistakes. I'm and you're the person, okay with it. And I'm okay with it because yes. I know I like it. And, and thank God it worked. It made me likable instead of people saying, God, she doesn't know what she's doing. Because I smile through everything. <laughs> People don't even notice. I yes. just smile. So, um, yes, I like that. So what's the biggest threat to confidence? For example, self-bullying or comparing yourself to someone else. Or let's say you make a, your very first Facebook Live. And like I did a long time ago. And um, let's say you don't get as much um, likes or loves or comments. Just not much interaction with it. Don't you think that kind of messes with your confidence? Now you're asking yourself, did I do a good job? How comes, you know, I didn't really get that much interaction with my, my live that I just did. And I, and I, I thought I did a good job. How do you, 
how do you prepare yourself for those type of threat too? Because yeah. basically you're bullying yourself and now you're turning in on yourself because you, you now think that you suck. Like, how do you yeah. get over that? I think get busy with the next thing. Don't love sort it. Of sit and sort of, um, and, and uh, soak up, you know, that moment forever of how you did and what you did and watch it back and what mm -hmm. happened afterwards. Just move on to the next thing. Put something else in your agenda that you don't even have time to check out what mm. you've filmed and done. Because you think that you know so much or that if you really think th something through, you're going to know all the different, you know, uh, alternatives or uh, possibilities, you know that's ego it, it's not yes. true we have no idea what the algorithms were for instance at that moment we have no idea what political situation let's say was going on mm -hmm. for instance if I posted something in England and my audience is mostly in the Middle East you know I might find out days later that trouble has erupted again in Palestine and nobody was watching because they were all watching the news and I'd think oh didn't yeah. they like my sketch you know no, it wasn't about that. Nobody had time to be noticing your sketch. That is um, so true. Our, our yeah. meaning-making machines create these stories in our heads and convince us that, you know, something is wrong with us. That's just amazing. I like the way you, you explained yeah. that just now. And, because... and if it was rubbish and nobody liked it, well, then I practiced and next time will be different. Um, and you can't please everybody. Somebody said to me once, because I did used to try and please absolutely everybody in other ways, you know, in other things in life. Um, they're like, you're not a pizza. You can't you can't please everyone. I guess pizza pleaser, <laughs> pleases everyone. But it's like a good that. one. It, it stuck with me. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That um, is true. There's going to yeah, be some so people. Just do who... you. And yes. there's people out there who are going to like it. And the people out there who are not going to like it. And Brené Brown talks about that brilliantly. You know, at least you're yeah. the man in the arena. And everyone else bitching and commenting are the ones that aren't in the arena. What are they doing? And it, actually, if they were doing something, they probably wouldn't have time to be sitting there bitching and criticizing. That is so true. Not everyone is going to get you. So don't worry about, you know, everyone liking you because there's no such thing as everyone liking you. The people that are meant to be in your circle and in your space will find themselves to you, find their way mm. to you. And so, how many people, Nadine, are successful that people hate? There you go. That's yeah, so true. They hate. They yes. love to hate them. They love to watch <laughs> them because they're so like, I don't know, obnoxious or or loud or righteous or whatever it is yes. but it makes them also popular so it really that depends so do you true. want to be liked do you want to be popular do you want to be successful I want to be happy and yes. I want to be able to express myself so for me as long as I'm doing those it doesn't really matter what the feedback is going to be I'm mm -hmm. I know that I'm impacting some people some way somewhere in a positive way and I'm happy as well. So when I was at the height of my success in programs, like we mentioned, uh, being paid a lot, being really famous, being covers of magazines, people wanting to have pictures with me, I was my most unhappy. Wow. That, yeah, really? that wasn't satisfying for me, I discovered. Oh. Um, for me, it was connection. Mm. And 
debates and intimate talks and talking in depth and, and seeking and having new challenges. It wasn't about dressing up and saying the same thing every night and everyone, you know, ooing and eyeing yes. um, and not seeing me as a person anymore, just seeing me as an as idol. celebrity that yes. they had every right to take a picture with no matter what mood I was in or or they figured that they knew me and they knew what I liked or disliked just because they'd watched me in a program. All of that started to feel less and less connected. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that isn't what I wanted. And very quickly I left. So um, I think the fact that I don't stick with things too long, I give myself a new challenge in a new area that I've never done before has helped me as well. Yes, yes. So that's what helped you to produced your own comedy show yeah and well yeah I think as, as well need and necessity helps me do new things so um I was a mother to to my two children and they were toddlers and um that kind of didn't allow me to travel anymore or to work late hours or to commit to anything and I think I was feeling quite um limited creatively what I could do and so that pushed me to start writing and I'd never written before but again I said to myself okay I'm not a writer but what makes a writer you know someone who starts writing and you yes. get experience and you either are good at it or not you'll never know if you don't just try so for me it was a new way of being able to express myself while I was still at home with my kids so they'd be in bed and I'd be writing and I was writing from my experiences and from my frustrations of being a mum, sort of having to uh, deal with things that were happening at school or deal with play dates that were crappy or birthday parties and um, pressures of, of motherhood, um, mm. seeing lots of other sort of archetypes that were beginning to make me think of characters uh, of, you know, God, everyone must find this funny or frustrating. Or, And so I started writing from my real experiences of what I was going through and mm. created five characters for this comedy sketch show. And it was a risk um, because it's not the style of comedy that we're used to in the Middle East. They're more into sort of slapstick, very obvious. This is comedy. I am showing you, you know, something that mm -hmm. uh, I'm explaining is pure comedy rather than sarcasm, that sort of British style where Got it's it. so real that you're not really sure if mm -hmm. the person means to be funny or if they are actually like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I took that risk again because I don't like to just copy and do what's safe. And uh, it took years of, of negative feedback at first, people not understanding it. And then it kicked in and they did. And, and that made it so worthwhile because I feel like I shifted something in how comedy is seen or done in the Arab world. And now it's, you know, even though it hasn't been on air for seven years since I moved to England it's still popular people still use it in their day-to-day -day, uh, imitating me sending me things um, I do things on like you know cameo where people ask for for um, like um, birthdays or celebrations or whatever I'm always asked for my characters I continue to do them on YouTube so they've lived you know a long life because I took that risk of writing what I believed in that is amazing, Rania. So I'm starting to see the trend with you. Just take a leap. 
Yeah. Take a leap. And if it messes up, so be it, do it again. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of people, including myself, hold back on doing things that they feel so near and dear to their heart because they are overthinking it and not just going for, just go for it. And, um, wow. And, and that led you into you being the life coach that you are right now, training and helping people with confidence and confidence in camera, which a lot of people, including myself, I'm, I'm not that confident on camera. I'll do it because I'm starting to understand now that fear is a made up word and, you know, I don't want to live with regrets. So just do it. So I'm, I'm at that place now where I just go ahead and I just do things. So how are you able to get your students to convince them that they are enough and they can do whatever they're, you know, wanting to do for their, you know, let their desires come true. How do you, how do you convince them to get out of their comfort zones? Well, when they come to me, they're already a little bit convinced, um, thankfully, that they want to do this. You know, they're scared, but they want to do this and they don't know how. Um, And I'm very, very transparent about my own experiences. So I think for them, it's a real relief to feel that someone who's been on TV for 20 years also feels the same, but is doing it anyway, because there's this, you know, image isn't there that to everyone else it's easy and that's why they're doing it and I'm not yes that's so Um, true because I to be honest with you that's what kind of came to my mind as well I'm like she's been a celebrity for almost 20 years on tv and everyone wants to take pictures with you and get your autograph so you're you're used to having that that mindset and that spotlight on you but then I never really thought about it that you're human and there are going to be times when you're stepping into something that's new that you're not used to. So you're going to second guess yourself and you know, have that thought, can I do it? But the good thing about you is you don't think about it for too long. You just jump right into it and, and get it over with. <laughs> yeah. And um, what, what I can feel is difficult for everyone is something that I'm now experiencing and going through is recording yourself by yourself on your phone or on your laptop is a whole different thing than what I used to do on camera. Mm. So I explain that to them, that it's one thing to be like in a studio, someone dresses you, someone does your makeup, they make you look a hundred dollars. Everyone else is taking care of the audio and the lighting. And um, you maybe even have an auto cue where you can read what you're going to say. you've you've got you know you've got the whole um you've got the whole production but suddenly sitting in your bedroom with some little light if you're lucky (laughs) and you've done it all yourself and you're looking at your own face in the camera of your phone which is not what happens if you're on tv you don't Mm. see your own face looking back at you you are going to notice every little movement that you don't like about yourself, mm. you know, and then you're going to not get it in one go either. So you're going to repeat. And then when you repeat, you're going to think, oh God, I sound like a robot or I sound so cheesy, or I'm so sick of hearing myself over and over mm-hmm. when you repeat it every time. And it's a completely different experience. It just knocks your confidence big time because you wow, start picking yes. on every little thing. Yes. And so knowing that 
that's how it feels because during lockdown suddenly you know and having instagram lives and facebook lives and all of these things where you're not actually interacting with people it's just your face looking back at you mm. <laughs> looking back at you and maybe some messages um you start getting what it's like for everybody else who now is on social media and struggling with that so it's a very different experience so i found ways around it to mm-hmm. to get over that and to just yes. do it yes, um, and yes. the more you do it you know the more you don't care anymore because you've yes. done it already repetition yes yeah. yes yes yeah so how do you think being curious just being curious about trying something new being curious about um i know for me i love rock climbing i was always a, a, a tree climber in jamaica i was <laughs> Yeah, especially climbing my mango tree so I can go eat some mangoes and chill out by myself. I love climbing. However, rock climbing is a different ball game. Mm. And I tried rock climbing. um, I think it was last summer and I managed to get to the top of the rock. But then I looked down and I'm like, holy cow. (laughs) Now I have to come back down. And I um, I didn't do the practice you know, you practice before you, you do it with the instructor. I told the instructor, no, I got this. I used to climb a lot of trees in Jamaica. And when it was time for me to get down, it was a whole different ball game. I was freaking out and I haven't attempted it since, but I am curious to see, you know, how would it feel if I actually climb like a real rock, like mountain, like I love climbing. And I think, do you agree curiosity and having the confidence going go hand in hand? Yeah, I think curiosity is the thing that makes you take the step at least or start looking it up. And I find if you're curious and you start looking something up, mm-hmm. you are creating that energy where it's going to come your way suddenly. Someone's going to go, yes. oh, I've booked this thing. Do you want to come with me? Next yes. thing you know, you're rock climbing. You didn't even have to plan or think about it. That's so true. get curious and mm-hmm. that alone will somehow, you know, lead you to that thing that hopefully you, you get it done. And, um, and, you know, you've already experienced it once and it was a bad experience. So it's put you off, but you're still curious. So, mm-hmm. you know, what could you do that could prep you that might make you feel more confident? Yes. Start with a very small one. Yes, you know, yes. and then when you feel all cocky about, oh, well, yeah, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might want to go on to the next. Maybe yes. um, go online and shop for the gear to wear, you know, mm-hmm. um, and start feeling the part. Maybe yes. watch movies that that are to do with rock climbing. And then you yes. suddenly feel all that adrenaline and pumped up. And before you know, you've signed up for something and it's too late. Yeah. So yes, I think yes. those are the kind of things that help me get into the mood of doing something being is curious I do the exciting curious stuff that comes beforehand yeah so what are some of the curious the, the the exciting curious stuff that you have done you have done um the the language that you didn't speak what was it again the um oh the, the movie in German the movie in German oh, yeah. that's impressive I also did um a tv series that was in classical Arabic and I and my Arabic wasn't that great after I'd been in England for seven years at drama school and my mum's British as well so Mm -hmm. my Arabic is good but it's not like just you know 100% I always feel like oh I'm bilingual so it makes me a little bit weak in both Mm -hmm. Um, and so classical Arabic was a real challenge it's kind of like speaking Latin 
it's that different Mm -hmm. you know and so that was very interesting and I did that um I took a um intensive taekwondo um or taekwondo private lessons because I used to take my son all the time and I got really bored sitting with the mums just watching the classes <laughs> I'm gonna so, join him <laughs> yeah so I started taking a class at the same time with another teacher in the same room and he saw potential because I'd done yoga before and mm-hmm. you know I could stretch or whatever and he was like you know maybe you should start going for belts and then next thing I knew I was going for black and I was nope. I, yeah wow. so I got a black belt in that that's and, um, so impressive. And I'm a bit of a wuss, you know, I'm, I'm a bit scared of getting hit. I'm an only child, so I haven't really been kind of properly bashed about or anything. Yes, and, yes. Um, I suddenly was training at the age of 40 with a bunch of teenagers that were beating me up, you know, and um, mm. it, it was a real experience, but yes. I threw myself into that. Um, I've uh, <laughs> I've done all kinds of like workshops and courses and things that are just, you know, mm-hmm crazy like you know put myself in situations that are really funny just because I've been curious yes, um, yes. a real seeker but then that's yes. given me so many stories in life it's it's helped me travel and be parts of groups and discover maybe that I hate something or love something so let's say uh, you know I loved singing that's what it started with before I, uh, I started acting mm-hmm. and um And so I had written a song and produced a song and it was my first experience when I was about 23. And um, lo and behold, somebody I know had met this guy called Danny Garcia who was walking around the world, kind of like Tom Hanks in the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, What was it called? Box of Chocolates. Yes, Um, something like that. Forrest Gump, yeah. So he was walking the world to, um, to promote peace and and it was going to um, end up in a concert in New Jersey with all different artists from around the world and so I had that song at the time and it was called Sweet Innocence and so he was led to me and the next thing I know I'm invited to New Jersey and I'm going to be part of this concert so it had gone from I have one song to now I'm going to be part of a huge concert where I met Mel C from the Spice Girls at the time she had her duet out with um, with Brian Adams mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, there were lots of interesting people, but I experienced what it was like to kind of be on tour where you are like adored when you're on stage and you have the people sort of cheering for you, wanting to talk to you afterwards and feeling so wonderful and connected. And then going back and sitting all by yourself in your hotel room in a country where you don't know anyone Mm. and, and feeling really, really lonely. Yes. Yes. And that was just a week's experience, you know, having breakfast alone, having lunch alone, having Mm -hmm. dinner alone. Um, going on tour maybe if there's any time like around the country um uh, alone uh and then just that moment on stage is a real upper and then you come down and you're alone again in your hotel yes. room and I thought oh my god this is not for me yes. I definitely don't want to be a singer actually not not yes. the way I thought I wanted to be and right. now I can see how how a lot of singers end up feeling suicidal or on yes. drugs or, you know, they've got their groupies because they, there is no real normality in your life. Yes. There. Yes. You don't have your friends around you. You don't have family. You don't have routine. It's just hotel, 
and adoration when you're on stage and then that's it then you're alone yes yes so it was a good experience to make me instantly think oh okay this isn't for me so trying things out has been like the best I think experience because I get to know there and then yeah this is something I want more of or this is something I can tick off my list I don't I don't want to do it Yes, I 100% agree to be curious, to try things out, to get yeah. out of your comfort zone and give yourself a chance because you won't know until you do it. So you're now a successful transformational life coach. And um, how can people find you? How can they connect with you? Um, well, on all the social media platforms, but mostly <laughs> Instagram, I'm Kurdi Rania. So it's my name the other way around. Okay. Um and I've got a YouTube play- page, Rania Kurdi Official. But really, the easiest way is my um, website, raniakurdi.com. And they can just send me an email. I'm, you know, very quick to answer and, and just love supporting people, really. That, that is a place that really gives me satisfaction, yes. working one-on-one with people or even in a small group. Yes, yes. Um, far more than my experiences on stage or in TV, which is crazy to think. And it kind of sounds like, really, you've left that to be a life coach? Yes, yes. Um, but it, it does. And, and that's why I said success is being happy. It's not what seems successful to others. So for me to have a much more quiet life now in England, in the countryside, yes. nobody cares who I am. Um, I, I do less, I suppose, you know, in a slower pace. Mm-hmm. connect more with people have deeper conversations yes. and I'm creative for the sake of liking to be creative not because I need to I have to yes. and I do have projects like a small film or um, voiceovers or a, a, a part in you know a tv series or whatever that are still kind of you know those fun things to do that are unexpected but I know that it's not just my lifestyle all the time I'm running from one audition to the other audition not getting callbacks uh, mm. you know always talking to my agent um, can't book for holidays because I don't know if I'll be wanted or, or got, got the job or not all of mm. that there's there's no glamour in it there's nothing oh, in it that's yes. actually um, makes me happy yeah so now I've found that balance of this mm-hmm. is something regular for me mm-hmm. And I've always liked through my music, through what I do in my shows to encourage other people, to empower other people, to motivate other people, to dare and take risks. Even my songs are mostly about that. So now I actually get to see it one on one. Mm -hmm. I get to see the progress of different people who have come to me. And it's so exciting that Mm -hmm. um, I'm really happy that I've made this choice. And I can still get to do, you know, the creative part. It doesn't mean that that is over. And I have more time as well to always be around for my children yes. as they're growing up. Yes. Well, they what, have what are, really grown up now. What are their ages now? 14 and 16. So Teenagers. <laughs> yeah, so that's tough in itself. But the older they're getting, the more time I have to be creative and mm-hmm. to do more. So, you know, I yes. really dedicated a lot of time to them and not doing so much uh, yeah. myself um, and most of my work was before they were born you know I yes, um, yes. really went for it before and now after I'm, I'm getting back into it and now you're giving back everything that you have learned so congratulations on Thank the you. launch of your new podcast you are welcome 
And I, I know that you're going to do it extremely well because you're so relatable and transparent and have this wealth of knowledge and information that, you know, a lot of people can use, including myself. We all can use some confidence in our life to move to the next level of our lives and try new things and get out of our comfort zones and take risks. So I just want to thank you so much for, um, you know, gracing us with your presence. This was an absolutely amazing discussion. Thank and you, Nadine. I loved it. Yes, yes, I do too as well. So you have a wonderful day, Rania, and we'll chat soon. <laughs> thank you for listening to Universal Grace Podcast and being part of this amazing community. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and I hanging out, and helping each other rise to the top. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. So I'll see you on the next episode. But in the meantime, remember to head on over to universalgracepodcast.com and get some extra special resources that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks for listening and let love guide you.